Anyways, um, welcome back. <laughs> welcome to our channel. <laughs> to fill in the blank podcast for episode number two. Um, I really hope that you guys enjoy. Oh, wow, guys. Who who is this person? Oh, I didn't even hear that. Guys, enjoy the first episode. We're a little goofy today because we have coffee, so it's a little different. I think it's delirium. I think I'm that tired. as well. Yeah, I'm a little tired too. It's okay. I'm a little tired too. It's okay. But we're gonna make it through. Yeah. Today's our launch party. Woo! So we're having our launch party today for uh, our. Wow, stuff's happening. Um. But yeah, we're having our launch party today for our close friends to come and be able to get a special screening of the first episode. Who do we think we are? I don't know. I don't know who we think we are, but people are coming, so they must think that we're doing something good. (laughs) (laughs) I am excited, though, to just share this um, with the people who are closest to us and whose uh, opinion we really value. Yeah. Because I, I would like some feedback because, I mean... Just I don't see. know what I'm doing. Right. <laughs> we Look, we're trying it out for the first time. So yeah. it'll be her. nice to get some feedback and see what they think and how yeah. they like it. Yeah. And then apparently, like, we might have a little Q&A time. That's crazy. Isn't that weird? No, I think I think that they should be able to ask us questions. I mean, yeah, but it's like the fact that I'm out here answering questions is I know. Weird. I know. It's weird. Okay, but let's, let's jump let's into it. Let's get started. Let's yeah. get into it, yeah. Okay, hold What's on. Let me the, um, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Coffee break. <laughs> What's the fill in the blank for the day, Kayla? Okay. So, guys, as we said, I'll just give a slight introduction. Mm. We like to psychoanalyze ourselves. It's fun. A lot. It's fun. And it's good to know things about yourself and to be introspective. So, I agree. Um, me and Ayana have taken a couple of quizzes, personality quizzes, if you will, mm-hmm. um, to learn some things about ourselves and where we are in our lives. Mm-hmm. So the fill in the blank is personality quizzes and tests help me blank. Mm-hmm. What do they help you do? Help me be understanding. Okay. Not just to myself, but to other people, which mm-hmm. is why I've made... Explain that to I've other made... Well, first of all, reading about myself helps because I understand. First of all, having your strengths and weaknesses listed out like that <laughs> is real interesting. It's humbling. It's very humbling. <laughs> very humbling. Because the things that I wouldn't even thought were a weakness are absolutely a weakness. Yeah. Um, but then on top of that, I've made the people who are closest to me also take personality tests. Mm. Like my parents. Mm-hmm. I remember we were going through a transition at one point. Um, and in order for us to help each other through that transition, we took personality tests and we read each other's profiles and were able to have understanding. I thought I knew who my parents were only to realize I was seeing my parents do through a certain lens Mm -hmm. of my own understanding of who they are in my life. Yeah. Um, but reading it, I saw them as people. It's like, Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. And that's really cool because I think that a lot of, a lot of people can probably, probably relate to the fact that you see your parents in such a different light yeah. because they've been your providers mm-hmm. and they've been like strong people in your life. Mm-hmm. They've done things to help you. So you almost see them kind of like superheroes. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to see them as normal people and yeah. the things that they went to through prior to having us and raising us up. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of cool to 
have them take the personality Mm -hmm. tests and quizzes to get to know them on a deeper level Mm -hmm. that they might not share with you as readily um, Mm -hmm. as what that will naturally expose when you see the results. (laughs) It is getting to know them as just individuals Mm -hmm. um, aside from who they are to us. Yeah. Um, But it's definitely helped our relationship. That's for sure. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So let's talk about the first one that we're going to go into, which is the attachment style quiz. Oh, I didn't say mine. What? Okay, let me go back. So (laughs) why do we always forget? I don't know. I don't know why we always. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I feel like personality quizzes and tests help me to um, be more equipped. Okay. Um, because of the fact that we're constantly growing and we're constantly learning about ourselves, like you said, it kind of makes things very black and white and Mm -hmm. practical about here's your strengths, here's your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And knowing that these are not the end all be all to Mm -hmm. who we are as people, but it's a nice checkpoint to be able to see what are things that we should work on, things that we do like about ourselves. And then the weaknesses that we can try to like improve on if we want to. And then to be able to really stand on your strengths Mm -hmm. and make that something in the forefront. Mm -hmm. Because I think that people a lot of times focus more on their weaknesses and trying to turn their weaknesses into strengths. Mm -hmm. But we all have weaknesses. It's natural to have weaknesses. Exactly. Especially people like us. Because we're we're very hypercritical of ourselves. Yes. Very That's something that comes up in one of my results. Yeah. See? So that's really funny. But yes. Very hypercritical. Um, But okay. The attachment style. Attachment styles. Yes. So very important quiz, by the way. The attachment style quiz basically gives you information about how you are attached to people. It takes into account your relationship with your parents growing up mm-hmm. and then also your romantic relationships to determine um, if you are one of the four. So I'm going to pull it up because I want to be correct in what I say. Um, so the four. Okay. the four different ones are secure Mm -hmm. anxious avoidant and fearful avoidant yeah so i can say that i took this quiz maybe about maybe five months ago i don't know that might yeah i i took it this year for sure fairly recently and when i took it that time I got anxious. Really? I got anxious. So the anxious attachment style is a form of insecure attachment style marked by a deep fear of abandonment. Anxiously attached people tend to be very insecure about their relationships, often worrying about their partner will leave, worrying that their partner will leave them and thus always hungry for validation. Wow. And this is from mindbodygreen.com. I want to give them their source. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sourcing it. But, oh, wait, I have to read this part because this this is pretty spot on. Anxious attachment is associated with neediness or clingy behavior, such as getting very anxious when your partner doesn't text back fast enough and constantly feeling like your partner doesn't care enough about you. Wow. So that was me. Just five months ago? Just some months ago. Do you think it was like the specific season that you were in? Or do you think that like that was actually your attachment style? I think that was my attachment style. I think that I've done a lot of healing and growth. And previously, 110% anxious person. Yeah. I think that I, growing up, I always had um, a little bit of a fear because of the fact that when I was young, Mm. my cousin's mother my aunt 
she passed away when I was really young. Oh, right. And so this, this started with my mom, this anxious attachment style, because I was so protective over her and I was very clingy to her and I wanted to do everything with her. I would throw temper tantrums if she tried to go out with her friends. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And I remember... I think that my my Nana told me this, that I said to my mom one time when I was younger that I didn't want to lose her the way that my cousins had lost their mom. Oh, my God. How crazy is that? imagine how magnified that feeling was when you did lose your mom. Yeah, especially because I lost her at a young age still. I mean, that's a lot to cope with. Yeah, so I think that that's where that anxiousness started. Mm -hmm. And... I just kind of carried it over into a lot of my romantic relationships Mm -hmm. as well because I was always craving for that emotional connection and trying to fill that void up Mm -hmm. with romantic partnership because it's technically in in my mind at that time, it's the most intimate form of love that you Mm -hmm. could achieve. I still kind of think it is. It is. It, it definitely is. But I, I think that I've kind of changed in some ways to understand how to give that to myself and not seeking that validation oh, come on in a partnership. I mean, that's the hardest part about partnership is managing your yourself, your mm-hmm. own anxieties and not projecting those. I've learned that about yes. myself in the past year. Thank God to my therapist. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Ariel. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I thought I was justified in projecting. Like, mm-hmm. I thought that was my right. Mm-hmm. Um, only to realize, like, you can't put that kind of pressure on your partner like that. No. You have to manage your own. Now, if you have uh, a reason to be mm-hmm. that address That's different. it. <laughs> address it. But still manage your own anxieties and the, you know, crazy shit you might do. Yes. Okay. And you that's. Know? And that's where I was at, like, trying to project Mm -hmm. all of that stuff onto my partner Mm -hmm. and make them give me those things. And I think that my relationship, what were you about to say? No. I saw you thinking. You see my mind? I saw it going. No, I was just, I literally just thought to where you were even five months ago. And I think I can remember there were a couple of things that, because you would vent to me about something. And Mm -hmm. in my mind, I'm like. just in the past couple of months yeah i think that counseling has been my biggest i i just can't say that i've done it on my own it just has not been me counseling has helped me so much to identify a lot of these things and i know that a lot of it is childhood trauma Mm -hmm. and me my inner child craving Mm -hmm. certain things that i did not receive in the way that i wanted to in my childhood Mm -hmm. and then looking for it in my partner And so I think I shifted my expectations like, okay, I can't get this from my parents, so I'm going to get it from you. And so when I went through counseling and my counselor called me out about my inner child trauma that I was projecting, she was like, you don't have to look for those things in other people. You can can give that to yourself. And it just changed everything for me. And I think that that's why now going into the results, I got secure when we just took it most recently because Mm -hmm. my perspective has completely shifted Mm -hmm. on the way that I view partnership and the way that I view connection with people. It's just, I don't expect the same things I would have expected a few months ago. That, I mean, that's the big shift. It's like once your perspective changes, Mm -hmm. your behavior changes. Yeah. So what did you get? I got, now I got secure, but I know when I took it, Mm, I'll say maybe like 
two to three years ago, mm-hmm. I was avoidant. Ooh, okay, let's read avoidant. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> let's read avoidant. Avoidant attachment style is a form of insecure attachment style marked by a fear of intimacy. People with avoidant attachment style tend to have trouble getting close to others or trusting others in relationships, and relationships can make them feel suffocated. Mm -hmm. They typically maintain some distance from their partners or are largely emotionally unavailable in their relationships, preferring to be independent and rely on themselves. Yeah. So where does that come from? Oh, man. Um, Losing quite a few people in my life growing up, all of um, my relationships with all of my parental figures were always rocky with all of them because I have like three sets of parents, honestly. My bio mom, my bio dad, uh, the man who semi-raised me, who I believed was my dad, Mm -hmm. then then my cousin who raised me, and then my godparents. Like it's a lot. It's always been rocky with parental figures. And those are the ones, those are the first relationships that you typically learn from. Right. Um, But I've always felt that I needed to depend on only myself. Like, no one else really cared about me the way that I cared about myself, Mm -hmm. if I even cared about myself back then. Because I think I realized then, like, I didn't even like myself. Yeah, it's hard to, though, when you have such rocky relationships Mm -hmm. in the people, because you learn to care about yourself from the way that your interactions are with your parental By Even by the way that you're loved by them. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. It's kind of hard to then give yourself that that you weren't receiving from your parental figures at that time. Yeah, but COVID definitely forced me to face some things I was running from. Um, And I just thankfully was in a space where I was uh, in a growth mindset and I took the space and the time for myself. Yeah. And I really got to know myself. I was very uncomfortable with myself, but I nonetheless got to know myself and I realized how much I had grown, I think, once the the show happened and I handled it a lot better than I probably would have before. What do you think you would have done before? Oh, God. Because I would have... Didn't the show get put on pause? Like... It was on pause, yeah. so I got some extra time right. um, to prepare for, make sure I was prepared for marriage. Right. But before I know for a fact, like, yes, I was insecure during the show. I mean, rightfully so, like mm-hmm. an inappropriate, well, I didn't know about the inappropriate conversation, but nonetheless, right. the, the, just the whole situation, I wouldn't mm-hmm. have been able to handle that before. My insecurities definitely wouldn't have gotten in the way, and, and it wouldn't have been like a thing where I'm... I would have I wouldn't have been able to ask outright like I need reassurance in this moment and this is what I need to see. I wouldn't have been able to communicate that. Yeah. At all. I wouldn't have even known what questions to ask because I wouldn't have known what was healthy. So you would have just kind of shut down. Oh, I would have shut down all and the just way. been like all out. the way. I wouldn't have been vulnerable. Yeah. I wouldn't have shared anything I needed to share. And then in the end, I wouldn't have felt completely comfortable with my choice and my decision. Yeah. And who knows where that could have led. I know. You know? But that's so good. I think COVID was a good time, if you used it wisely. If you used it wisely. <laughs> to be able to to really learn some things about mm-hmm. yourself because you couldn't run from yourself. Where are you going to mm-hmm. go? Where Can't you? go nowhere. <laughs> you in the house. just me and my mom. Yeah. Me and my cat. You in the house with your cat, and that's it. That's it. But that's good that you were able to make that time into something positive yeah and allow yourself to grow from some of the things that you went through before here's to grow yes here's to grow we got more coffee Mm -hmm. but um 
Yeah, so now look at us. Both of us secure attachment folks. I know. It's beautiful. That's awesome. That makes I'm me feel good because I always still feel I'm naturally an anxious person because mm-hmm. I have anxiety. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's it feels good to know that I'm not portraying that in every area the way that I used to. Like, I will still be an anxious person. That's just yeah. a given. That's who I am. But it's not going to be as bad yeah. as before. I think it's okay. I mean, if you're an anxious person, you're an anxious person. It's how you manage it. Yes. And manage your own anxieties. And it's it's comforting mm-hmm. to for me to know that you've done that growth. Just because I know, like, your relationships are going to flourish. because I mean, have flourished because of it. Yes. It's that beautiful. feels good. And I feel like that's how I've also been able to have good connections with my friends. <laughs> I hope the camera can see this. I'm so mad. At what is happening? I just want to say our manager is literally uh, inching on the floor like a worm, trying to get to our audio. Like, what? What? I couldn't even continue with the conversation. What? I, I had to stop on that note. All I see is her fro just like moving. <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't hear the sound effect. Like, what just happened? Of our sliding her body across the floor. Are we Jesus. still good to record, or should we? Stop? Okay. Oh, we're good. Okay. So I think that's a good point to move on to the next quiz. What was the other one? The 16 personalities test, which is the same thing pretty much as the The Myers-Briggs assessment. Yeah. Um, So you could go ahead and introduce it. I know you took some notes on it. I did because I want to make sure everyone completely understood. Um, And I've I've taken this test uh, several times in my life. (laughs) And it depends on what's going on and where I am in my journey, but I get different things. Mm -hmm. Um, For the most part, my personality stays the same, but there are sometimes are some shifts in the percentages which will change the personality type. Mm -hmm. But um, so the way that it works is they'll they'll um, oh God, how do I even say this? You take the test, you answer all these questions, and then you'll you'll test it on, um, what is it? <laughs> I don't want to explain. You're tested on five personality things. Right. Uh, introverted or extroverted, intuitive or observant, feeling or thinking, judging, perspective, and what's the other one? I think that's it. Cause you oh, get and then more... there's turbulent and assertive, but no one really, I mean. Yes, yes, it is. But no tur- one really pays attention. Right, to nobody pays attention to that part. Um, and then you get percentages so you can see exactly how much of in the scale you are on each of those characteristics. Right. Um, so do you want to talk about yours first or you want me to go first? I guess I'll talk about mine. Okay, you go first. Um, I've taken this. The first time that I took this was actually when I was in college. Mm -hmm. I had to take it for a job. And it was such a cool thing. Like, that was one of the best jobs that I've ever had before because they were really inclusive and they really wanted us to feel like a family. And not like, you know how jobs say that. we're a family. No, they really were about it. It was was for real. Mm -hmm. And... We were able to take this test. We took the actual Myers-Briggs assessment, though, so not the 16 personalities that's free. Like, we took the one where you writing it down and oh, you wow. bubbling in the answers and stuff. And they gave us our results, and they had us, like, for each of the different letters, go and stand on one side of the room oh, versus okay. the other and kind of explain how those different character traits show up. Oh, that's pretty cool. So when I first took it, I was an ENFP. So that is extroverted, intuitive, feeling, perceiving type. Mm. So since then I've taken it I think two more times So this is probably my second time taking it Since I've graduated Mm -hmm. The time that I took it before this time I was an INFP 
and I took it again just now and I'm an INFP again. Okay. So with the 16 personalities, what's cool about it, they share with you what that type of person would be called technically. Mm -hmm. So mine came up as a mediator. Yeah. Um, And then I actually have the, I'm the, the turbulent type. I don't really know what that means though. Like what we're talking about. So I, I didn't take the notes on it, but it's just, um, turbulent types are just a little bit more, uh, anxious. Oh, sounds about right. So that's, that's up my (laughs) alley. A little bit more anxious. That's up my alley. Okay. (laughs) So my results, um, yeah, I am. I'll just give the percentages and then we'll like do more of a deep dive after okay. you share yours. So mm-hmm. I am 43% extroverted, 57% introverted. Okay. Sounds right. 58% intuitive, 42% observant, 70% feeling, 30% thinking. Okay. So I feel everything. <laughs> and then 61% perspecting. And 39% judging. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Is that all of them? Yeah. Oh, I have the turbulent percentage too. Yeah, it says self-conscious and sensitive to stress. Oh, yeah. So (laughs) 61% 61 turbulent. So like. Oh, wow. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, what's yours? Um, So I've taken this um, three times in my life. Once was in college. Mm -hmm. Then I would have been considered what they called an uh, adventurer. Okay. Um, So that's ISFP. I was about to say intuitive. Um, Introverted, um, observant, feeling, perspective thinker. Okay. Um, Now I'm introverted, intuitive, feeling, judging Mm. individual. Um. So, 89% introverted. Oh, my goodness. That's a lot. Wait, let me... That's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. That means leave me the fuck alone. Right. <laughs> Essentially, don't talk um, to her. Don't, don't talk to her. Yeah, so 89% introverted. That's, like, crazy. I think people um, confuse introverts with people who are shy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not shy. I just prefer fewer but really deep and meaningful Intimate social interactions. Yes. Um... I feel a lot more drawn to calmer environments mm-hmm. um, and external stimulation is typically very overstimulating, which is why it explains why I don't like clubs. It's the sound, the smell, Cannot. the touch, everything about it is so overstimulating for me that yeah. I just can't even enjoy myself unless I'm drinking. But yeah. that's that. Yeah. <laughs> if that, I got a drink to be a normal to person. To be able to enjoy yourself. Just to be normal. Yeah. Like, that's one drink, I'm a normal person. I keep drinking. I'm like, oh, okay. It's that's something we both now. do. Like, we'll just shut down yeah. when we're there. And we, like, look at each other like, okay, okay it's, it's happening. It's let's time. let's but, go. Yeah, you can see the meter drop. Yes. Like, <laughs> I only got maybe a good hour. Right. I mean, that's all you got. Um, and then uh, 68% intuitive. Um, I used to be observant, mm. which is crazy to me. So, uh, for more information, observant um, thinkers, uh, it, how do I describe? So intuitive observant is like how you see the world and process information. So observant thinkers are, um, are more practical. So it's focusing a lot on what's happening or what's already happened. Right. And then intuitive thinkers are a lot more open-minded, curious, and just focus more on like future possibilities. Mm-hmm. So I used to be a lot more practical, okay. but now I'm a little bit more of a dreamer. And ah. I think it's because of 
just what's been happening in my life. There's so many possibilities. Yeah. And I've never even thought to think of like what could happen in this route, which is, I appreciate I love it. Um, the daydreamer in me is happy that other people aw. are daydreaming because <laughs> I am a big daydreamer. So I love it. Um, and then I got 60% feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, this one I've always teeter tottered in between because for the most part, initially I'm a, I'm a, I'm a full feeler. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it used to be a weakness of mine because I didn't know how to manage my emotions yeah. until I learned it could be a superpower. Mm-hmm. If I learn how to bring my logic into it and just take my feelings into account and not use yes. them as a way to make decisions or justify my decisions. <laughs> um, but that comes with maturity. Yeah. Um, so feelers are typically sensitive and emotionally mm-hmm. expressive we both are yes <laughs> um very empathetic people typically less competitive that does not apply to kayla um <laughs> I, now i don't like competitive environments though I, environment I when it's too like i like doing things competitively in my own mind but i don't like like so for example marcus is one of the most competitive people i know and typically if their settings were like we're all playing games or something oh yeah and people are super competitive i just give up i shut down. i shut down i'm I like down. i don't, even I don't want to play. play no more no it's not fun it's not fun like we're <laughs> just can we just do it for fun right not for competition like See? we don't have to be oh my god that just reminds me you know how jared does like the the um recreational yes and they wanted me to join the flag. First of all, flag football and me, I'm knock need, and I will absolutely be tri- tripping over my own legs. Um, You're like, no, thank you. Please. But when I watch them do a game, they're serious. Yes. And they like yell at, and I'm sorry, but if someone's yelling at me in the middle of me trying to do something I'm already not good at, I'm going to cry. That's why I have a hard time working out. <laughs> Wait, but you, it's crazy because you know both of us need a personal trainer, but yes. if I get yelled at, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to be like, I want to go home, I and I don't want to pay you no more to do this. Look, with tears in your eyes, I'm going to go I can't do this no more. I want to go home. <laughs> That's literally my emotion. As soon as I start working out, I want to go First of all, when that when that sound became popular, I was like, "This was made for me." Like, oh yeah, anything. It's apply, my mood all the time. You can apply it to anything. Everything, literally everything. Ariel took me to uh, sculpting yoga with her oh, God. last week, and I walked in that room, and the temperature was on hell. <laughs> and I said, "Oh, it's time to go already. We haven't even started the workout. I've sweated already. It's time to go." I, I don't know what else we have to do. I had to walk out in the middle of the workout because I was about to throw up. Oh so I just God. went and sat outside. You know, like that meme with the fox sitting on the edge of the bed just staring. <laughs> that was me. I was literally sitting out there like, oh, God. I was like, Kayla, you have to go back in there. It's like, you cannot let this class oh, no, just come. Compl- I, I need air. I need, I need air. And then it was hard to go back in. After it was so cool out there, and yeah. then I had to step back into the hell. See, I couldn't do it. I feel like my body just going in shock. It was too much. Okay, let's get back on track. Okay. Um. Um. Anyways, so we're both feelers versus mm-hmm. the thinking personalities, who are typically a lot more rational, a lot more logical. Um. Yeah. Tend to hide their feelings. Oh yeah. That ain't us. No. Hard on my sleeve. Right. Right. And what I don't you care. What you you, go, you gonna hear what I? You gonna know. <laughs> Um, okay, so then the last one is judging. I got 50, 56% judging. Um, so I know when people hear judging, they automatically think judgmental. That's yeah. not what it is. So the judging versus perspective thinker, um, it, it's uh, measuring you on, um, how do I describe it? 
uh, how your approach to work. That's what it is. Approach to work, mm-hmm. planning, and decision making. Right. So judging thinkers are a lot more decisive and thorough and highly organized. I'm not organized, uh, but in my mind, I am. Okay. You know, I, I you have, have tabs. I have in your tabs mind. in my mind. Yes. I also have ADHD, which is why I can't it's really, hard. you know, dwell in that mm-hmm. very organized space. Yeah. You know, I know it would be good for me. Yeah. Um, they value clarity, predictability, mm-hmm. and closure. Yes. Prefer structure and planning. Yes. Versus perspective thinkers who are really good with improvising, um, tend me. to be flexible and go with the flow. So just a year ago, I was a perspective thinker. Oh. And I think because of all the stuff with the show and everything being so unpredictable, I crave clarity. Mm. I crave structure. That's very interesting. It's like How a that shift happened. Yeah. I will say I'm, I always used to say that I'm an adapt, adaptive person. Mm-hmm. But now I know for a fact I'm an adaptive person. Yeah. And I, you know. I love that. I love that too. It's cool to see how your personality shifts over time depending on life circumstances. Yes. And that's why I think these are so cool because it's kind of like a check-in. Yeah. Like, okay, where am I at now? Am I still? Yeah. Like, and then you can like we're doing psychoanalyze the reasons why those things might have shifted over time. Yeah. So it's cool to to see how the show has like changed you your changed me yeah it's literally changed me yeah i'm hoping for the better i'm hoping this <laughs> is for the better I hope it's a good thing <laughs> you it's good i'm so weak anyways okay let's get into it though okay. so the first thing so when you get your results they give you like a long very tabs long. of different you know sections of Breakdown about your personality. Covering like strengths and weaknesses, romantic right. relationships, what you're out like in friendships, what you're like at work, mm-hmm. your career path, even right. as pa- a parent, what yes. you're like as a parent. Which is so interesting. But yeah. we're just going to do a few of them. Yeah, um, I'm not doing parenthood. We're not doing one. parenthood because we're not parents. No so kids. We're going <laughs> to we're gonna skip that this respectfully. Um, <laughs> and we're going to go into, I think we're going to just start with the introduction. Okay. Um. So some of the points I highlighted from my introduction was that I'm intro well we already went over that um I appear quiet but Mm. actually vibrant and passionate true it's very true I think when you get to know me and I'm closer with people Mm -hmm. then you see my real personality you're not gonna see my real personality when I'm out in big public settings most of the time I've actually I've spoken to someone before or I think a few people who knew of you but mm-hmm. then they saw what you were like when you're like around me mm-hmm. and they're like i didn't know she was like <laughs> i didn't know she was like that, like that one day we went out for marcus's birthday and yeah. i was in a good mood that day to just be myself yeah. and i randomly have these bursts of energies where i feel comfortable Same. and i was cutting up like cutting i was up. i told him i was like if you're gonna have me in this club i'm gonna act a fool i just want you to know that I'm, I might embarrass time. you a little bit. I had a grand old time. <laughs> That's so funny, though. That yeah. People, yeah, people don't know. Even even though with me, too, because I have that similar thing, because, you know, I'm like, I mean, I'm, I'm myself, but, mm-hmm. like, around the people that I feel comfortable with, it's a different I story. flourish. Yeah. So I remember the first time that Anna and Bree, who are my best friends um, <laughs> from Georgia, they came to visit up here, and us and Jared and, of course, all of his friends went to the club. Mm-hmm. 
Jared was shocked by the end of the night. Jared was like, I have never seen you act like that before. Yeah, you were with your people. Up. First of all, I was twerking all over the place. <laughs> Look, and Bree holding me up. And all <laughs> like, I was acting a plum. I love that. And he I was love like, that. I have never seen you like that. And he, he looked at them. He was like, y'all should visit more often. Right. Like, <laughs> let her cut up. Come up here more. <laughs> That's crazy, though. That's hilarious. Mm-mm-mm. So what else? Yeah, is that all you have from your intro? Like oh, so I have lose themselves in daydreams. Okay. Oh, yeah. So true. Oh, lose themselves in daydreams. Known for being sensitive. Mm. Very much so. Yes. Um, long for deep connection. Mm. And that's with friends and romantic relationships. I just crave Same. intimate connection Same. with people. Um, introspective to core, but yearn to understand people around them as well. So I will, I like to psychoanalyze myself as well as others. So Same. if I'm in conversation with you, I'm going to try to figure out why what, you are the way why you are. Why are you like this? Why'd you make those decisions? Yes. Where did this stem from? Yes. That's me. Yes. You, that can get in our way though. Cause it I realize not everyone's like that and it feels pushy to them when we're yes. like questioning, trying to understand so much. Some people mm-hmm. don't want to be understood. Mm-hmm. Marcus and I had a conversation about this recently mm-hmm. and he was like, sometimes you're making up narratives. Oh yes, because trying you're to understand. trying so hard to get it instead of just allowing me to tell you how I feel. Yeah. Like I'm always trying to rationalize things yeah. and I'm trying to push people to understand themselves better because yes. I'm so introspective like that that I want people other people to be self-aware of mm-hmm. the reasons why they're doing things and why they're saying certain stuff, but then it does come across kind of pushy because Everyone doesn't have it on the spot like that. Mm-hmm. Some people need time to process. Yeah. So I'm learning to ask like, okay, do you need time to process this? Are you ready to talk about this? Mm-hmm. Do you need some time? I'm trying to like get That's that. a hard lesson to yes. learn because I had to teach myself that the same too. It's hard. And it makes me anxious when I can't get those answers immediately. So I had to like manage my own anxiety and just calm the fuck down. Yes. Got to go sit in a corner Got, somewhere. For real though. And ball, ball and up and rock. 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 <laughs> Literally. Just a little rocking. <laughs> Until I get some answers. Literally. Um, okay. So for mine and my intro, it talked, first of all, throughout the entire thing a, a lot about integrity Ooh. and about me valuing integrity so which I do mm-hmm. um and uh the way that I move through life is with a very strong sense of my own personal values which is also very true yeah um apparently my personality type is fairly rare which is why a lot of times I feel very misunderstood mine is too mine says the I same do. thing yep and I uh a lot of times feel like I don't belong which I've always felt especially in my childhood growing up I never even with my family I never felt like I truly kind of like black sheep vibes yeah, yeah like these folks are my family technically but yeah. I feel like I'm not like none of y'all yeah um and then I'm troubled by injustice, which is very true. Mm. Which I can talk more about that in the friendship column. Yes, that would be good. Really true. I love that. But yeah, that's the general. Oh, and then of course that success doesn't come from money or status for me. It's um, yes. more about seeking fulfillment. Yes, by like helping other people. Yep, mm-hmm. that's we are one in the same in that. Yes, yes. Okay, let's talk about our strengths and weaknesses. Oh God. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna pick a couple. Okay. Um, so. To go off of what you said, one of my strengths is that I'm idealistic, mm-hmm. so I don't lose sight of living, I won't lose sight of living a purpose-filled life. Okay. And that has always been me from, as far as I can remember, I've always said that 
if you move with purpose, the money is going to come okay. because you're so motivated to be the, like, there's always going to be somebody at the top of everything. Mm -hmm. And that person at the top is going to make a lot of money. Even if it's a field that generally doesn't make a lot mm -hmm. of money. If you are in a position where you feel like you want to strive to be better and you want to be the best in that thing, then the money is going to come. Yeah. And so I've always been like purpose over the money like the money will come like I by no means want to be in a position where I don't have but I also cannot I, I just don't have the ability to push myself to do a lot of things I don't want to do I feel that that is really difficult for me I feel that I have to be doing something I want to do I feel it and then the other strength that I'll talk about I guess is that um creative I'll mm -hmm. talk about that one because one of the things I realized in counseling is how important creativity is for me. It's your and Yeah, it's, I have to have it. And mm -hmm. I think that when I was, like, I've been working and going to school and whatnot, and I realized that I didn't have creativity in my life. And this was the only stage in my life where I was not being creative. Were you unhappy? Yes. It was draining me. Yeah. Like, I would cry getting up in the morning having to go to work and oh, stuff because okay. it's just like... It's, it's heavy for me. So I have to be creative and it has to feel purpose filled. Otherwise, yeah, it's hard. It's, it. it's really difficult. And then the weaknesses. <laughs> uh, unrealistic. Because <laughs> like I said, <laughs> I feel like my strengths and my weaknesses <laughs> go hand in hand. Like it's like a strength to a certain point and then yeah. it becomes, because I'm so extreme in that area. So I can be unrealistic with a lot of my expectations of how people are supposed to speak with me, how things are supposed to go. I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to move a purpose and then the money's just going to come. And then, bam, like that's how it happened. That's how it happens. So that and then the other one I'll talk about is um, self-critical. Mm. I'm very hard on myself. Like I want to, everything to be perfect yeah. and I want myself to be presented in a way that is like professional and trusting and all that stuff so I could be very critical of myself. Yeah. And I, I know that I'm my toughest. I'm the hardest on myself versus anybody else. I feel that. Yeah. I feel so that. So what's your two? Um, I'm just going to read off my strengths. Okay. Um, and then, I, okay. So strengths, creative, which I was actually shocked about just because I haven't been in a creative space in a really long time, but which is probably why I also struggle with managing my emotions. Mm -hmm. um, insightful, principled, passionate, and altruistic. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was like, that pretty much wraps me up. Yeah. Um, and then my weaknesses. <sighs> okay. Um, this one actually shocked me. Reluctant to open up. Oh, interesting, right? But I can see that. I can see that with you really? because you will open up, but the circumstances have to be mm. like in the perfect place for you, for you to want to do it. Yeah. Like I, you're not the type of person that's just going to be an open book off bat. Yeah. So I can see why they say that. Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> you said pretty much. Um, profession, perfectionistic, which I was also shocked about. Oh, you're a perfectionist. Um, <laughs> avoiding the ordinary. I never considered this as a weakness. Um, but I can see how it is because I do get bored with just ordinary life. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I need something, which is why I've done stuff like move to another state mm -hmm. or like chop off my hair or like, mm -hmm. like I get bored. <laughs> yes. Um, and it's so hard. Like I can clearly see the big picture, but it's hard for me to write those steps down to get to that point. Yeah. Um, and then prone to burnout. 
Ooh. which I struggle with a lot. I've always struggled with that. I uh, struggle with that too. Taking a pause and say, Ayana, you need self care. Yeah. <laughs> like, take care of yourself. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that was it. All right. And then what, what else do you want to do? Friendships or romantic relationships? Let's do, let's do friendships. Okay. Let's do friendships. This one was actually really fun for me to read. Yeah. Because I was like, this is so true. I can't even. Yeah. So you could start. Go ahead. Um, so in both romantic and friendships, it kept talking about how I need authenticity, mm. which I do. Mm-hmm. Um, if I have to tone myself down or if I have to be fake around you, we, we're not going to be friends. Not going to work. And that's usually how I can tell if I'm going to be friends. It's how, how I feel when I'm around you. Yeah. If I feel like I got to tell my... Ugh. It's not going to work. Or if I feel like like you're fake. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do that's that. That's also not going to work. That's not going to work. Um, one thing it said is it's hard for me to respect um, people who can't be honest with me mm-hmm. in return because I'm a very honest person or more, more so can't be honest with themselves. Ooh. And that's because that goes back to our need to push people to be introspective and self-aware it frustrates me yeah when i watch someone and i'm like i know why you are the way i'm trying to tell you why you Mm -hmm. are the way and you don't and you don't even see it because you're avoiding or you're you know yeah that is frustrating for me yeah so much so i can't be around or with that and you can't probably build like closer connection with them if they're not able to do that yes i'm like how are how how are we gonna grow yeah um and that's what it focused on a lot like i need growth that love for me is growth Mm -hmm. and growth is uncomfortable it is but i'm perfectly okay with being uncomfortable yeah because that's how you get better i mean come on yeah hello that's good yeah i like those okay i relate to that um my main thing is that it's, it's talking a lot about how I like small, intimate circles. Mm. I'm always looking for the type of friendships that feel like they're going to last a lifetime because mm-hmm. that kind of goes back to what we talked about in the first episode. Like once I decide that you're one of my people, you're one of, you're my, one people. of my people and that's it. Mm-hmm. And I don't do well with losing friendships and people that I, I feel connected to in that way. I just take it really hard. Yeah. So I have a hard time letting go and wanting to just basically have very close long-lasting authentic friendships like that's the main thing that they're talking about here and they literally have a section for friends for life (laughs) it says when mediators befriend someone they may secretly or not so secretly hope they stay close to that person for life and these personalities are capable of strong stable relationships marked by passionate support subtle poetic wit and a profound level of emotional insight wow mine said something very similar except it focused more on like communication it did say something about like my my desire my end goal is to be one Mm. in mind body and soul i love that because that's what i crave yeah we we're literally the same person (laughs) it makes so the what is the difference between our personalities what were your letters overall i got infj we literally just the last letter just the j yeah i'm perceiving type wow i'm infp and you're infj okay so So that's all the difference is and then the perceiving type 
Oh, you so it's just our working. It's how we work. That's just different. Yeah, I see. Because it says true. prospecting individuals are very good at improvising and adapting to opportunities. They mm-hmm. tend to be flexible, mm-hmm. non-conformists who value novelty above stability. Yeah, that's about right <laughs> for well, me. And I'm in a place where I need stability. Right, and then I'm 61 percent <laughs> prospecting, so I'm mostly that. Yeah, over judging and i'm 56 percent judging yeah but no. that's good that's a nice little balance that's right balance. there look at us look at it look at us well that that was good i feel like we had some good talk about that so you all definitely uh take those quizzes let us know what you got or if you have taken it before we would love to hear about what your types were yeah for the 16 personalities so you could take that that's a free quiz online if you just type in 16 personalities.com and then the attachment style, I don't know how I found that. I just typed just it into Google. Google. It. Attachment style we quiz. And it'll give you results, and then they'll give you a little bit of an ex- excerpt. Is that the right word? Excerpt. Yeah, to let you know what that means. Yeah. So, yeah. Woo. Okay, we're on to the next. Yes. We're on to fill of the week. I'm actually really excited for this. I'm so excited because about. there's so much happening there's right so now. There's so much happening right now, You man. start. Okay. Um, Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you watch the latest mm-hmm, episode mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. i don't know if it was editing or what but that rose ceremony the end one was absolutely ridiculous it was ridiculous it was absolutely but also i kind of giggled in the back of my mind a little bit because i remember saying that Rachel was going to have a tough time. Gabby started off having a tough time. Rachel had a tough time at the rose ceremony. But I also did not like how she made the comment going into the rose ceremony, basically like, oh, Gabby, like, I hope she doesn't have a a bad time. But I'm like, girl, you don't know how this is going to go. You need to just just chill out for a second. And I felt like they were being, well, I won't say Gabby as much because I understand why Gabby got mad because they were rude. Those guys were were rude rude to her. I do you think they were malicious with it though? Like, do you think their intention? I think men don't. A lot of times they they're not as emotionally intelligent naturally to be able to say to say things. I don't think that they meant to be. You're rough around the edges. Yeah, that was unnecessary. You could have just said, "I think you're a beautiful girl," but I I would rather pursue. And focus my efforts on Easy. Rachel. One That's sentence. it. One you sentence. didn't have to share all of that. That was extra information that was just not, not needed. needed. We didn't need that. You're rough around. So the I edges. understand why Gabby got upset, but Rachel, I felt like she was getting upset at the wrong thing. She was because you all told them to pick. They do. So I'm not gonna <laughs> told lie. them to pick. I got really frustrated with them because I was like, guys, first of all, you had to know that something like this was going to happen. Yep. And you know, I've been on a reality show mm-hmm. and like people didn't quite understand how I was coping well with the fact that I was his quote unquote second choice. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is like I understood going on that show. I'm dating 15 different people. You knew what you signed up if for. If it wasn't going to happen to Jared, it was going to happen to me. Yep. Jared might have been my second choice. I mean, come on. Like it's bound to happen. And and then I think we also need to take into consideration how short of a time span it is that exactly. you know these people. Exactly. And let's just be real. Like, they're doing things for editing to make the show entertaining. I agree. In a certain way, you I know? Agree. And so I just, I don't know. I feel like Rachel did a little too much because mm-hmm. it just wasn't fair for her for her to say that she hopes the best for Gabby going into the rose ceremony and then to act a plum fool mm-hmm. when guys didn't accept her roles. I didn't, I didn't understand. 
understand that. It's like you want them to be honest. Yeah. And I mean, you guys you get like honesty. individual journey, so let them let it's their journey too. And wouldn't you rather them say no to you then and be real with you up front then versus accept it and they and you know that they have feelings for the other person? That's just I mean, come on. I feel like that was the best thing they could do. I definitely agree with them having the, like, to have their own journey because I thought it was ridiculous for them to be dating the same men anyway. So this was the best route to go. But let's just, you know, put our sensitivity aside a little bit. Be big girls. And have a little logic. Have a little logic. Y'all both want to have a good journey. So if somebody likes somebody else and Rachel had a whole, she had a whole bunch of guys over what Gabby had, because I think from her one-on-one, she already had some men Mm -hmm. with roses. And I think Gabby only had like one. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, just be fair. Yeah. Just be fair, man. But aside from that, um, have you watched Married at First Sight? I haven't. Oh, you need, need to, to watch. Up. Okay, I'm going to catch up, and then we can talk about yeah, it. Yeah, let's not even talk about it right now, okay. because Is I need you to... Oh, okay, don't tell me It's nothing. just a little strange, but oh. I just want you to watch and see. I like strange. Okay. Yeah, so, okay. but it's it's entertaining, to say the least. I it's just it. some interesting things going on, so... Okay. We'll see about that later. But Beyonce is back. Okay. I need y'all to all be ready for this. Um, I, well, I hope you all are already ready because she's here. She has arrived. And uh, Renaissance, I think, is my favorite album by her. Okay. <laughs> I don't. Okay. Not the. Okay. I still. I mean, Lemonade will, I think, always probably be my favorite. Yes. Lemonade is an amazing project. And. I think the two kind of compete for me because I love Lemonade told the story, Mm. but Renaissance does the same thing in a way. It flows. It flows. And when artists do that and they have all their songs just go into the next song, Mm. that just, that does something for me. I feel it. It just, it feels good. I, um, I hadn't even really listened to the album until you just kept playing it. And then I will say every single song on that album, even if there's something that I didn't originally like completely love at mm-hmm. first, as soon as I hear it the second time, I'm like, oh, you know what? It's yeah. Kinda, it's a dance it's a album. Vibe. It feels good. Yeah. And it people don't good. make feel good music a lot That's right true. now. That's true. So the fact that she did that in the middle of uh, madness happening it's in true. the world. It's true. I just feel like it's excellent. Like. I agree. I had a dance party in the room when I was listening to it. I listened to it straight through, front to back. And I was like, wow. Man, people she, really don't make feel good music like they that. They don't. It's all this rah rah. I, I call it. it bang bang shoot em up music. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're making right now. And I really want us to move away from that. Bang bang shoot em up. <laughs> I'm going to start saying that. You don't. That's what it is. It's the bang bang shoot em up music. Wow, I call it just rah rah. That's better. That's bang, way bang, better. Bang, bang, that's what we gonna up. say because bang, that's what it is. And and I'm not saying, shooting nothing up. I'm not about that life. <laughs> I'm not either. I'm a suburbs girl. That's what I'm saying. Suburban. I'm trying, and I'm from the city, but like I'm not trying to give like those kind of city vibes. Yeah. I I want to be. I know my way around the city, but that doesn't mean that I want to uh, <laughs> be in scary situations. Okay, I'm trying to stay safe out here in these streets. <laughs> I don't have time for this. And that's definitely something you have to consider and talk about in Chicago. Yeah, you do. And that's that's the culture here. It's the the culture. The music is bang bang. Bang bang shoot shoot 'em up music. (laughs) So we don't like violence here. We don't like it. No violence. Can y'all make some feel good music again for the uh, the softies like me and Ayana? (laughs) 
Like me. Yeah. So I just, I love every song on the album. I think my favorites, though, because I'm sure people will want to know. What are your favorites? Okay. I think Alien Superstar, mm. for sure. Mm. Then Cuff It. Okay. Cuff it, I grabbed a glass of wine to cuff it. And I plugged, you know, my disco lights that I have? Oh, you was dancing. I plugged those into the wall. God, I love those kind of moments. Yeah. By yourself, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I love the song Pure Honey because I feel like it makes me feel as though I can vogue. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I'm not that Wait, great I was about to say, feel like you can? Can you? No, no. Oh, okay. I tried to the other night. Oh. Uh, I tried to do like the... Not the, the drop. Well... Not from standing up. Like, oh. I was on the floor. I was rolling around. And then I tried to just, like, stretch back into it. Oh. And then I pulled, like, I strained a muscle in my leg. Mm-hmm. So, I think that um, I need to prepare a little bit more for that moment. Maybe but a little bit. Mm-hmm. Beyonce is giving me the courage to I, do that. You know what? We love that for you. We love that We love me. that for you. We I couldn't, that. first of all, I don't know how they do the drop. It's the drop. Ooh, have you seen Legendary before? I have. Oh my And it gosh. just like, I have so many questions. I binged that show from season one mm. all the way to the most recent season mm-hmm. in maybe like a week. Oh, wow. Max. And I watched it all and I'm obsessed and I'm ready for Legendary to come back immediately. That is, that's my jam. That's my kind of show. Oh, you know, maybe we'll get big enough and you can be a, oh. a guest star. What? You can be a judge. I would cry. They'd be like, um, we need to get this girl out of here. She's crying. Excuse me. Can we get a new guest judge? Because Please. what? I would love to. I sit there and be like, yes, honey, sir. But yes, I love Legendary. So that's why this album like it really did something sinks into my spirit. Because okay. Okay. that's my thing. Okay. What about you? My fill of the week? Yes. What have my, you been into? Uh... So I, 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 to, I, I told you about this podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, not this podcast. It's this YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And this just goes to show where my interests lie. <laughs> um, it's called Observe. Check it out. Yeah. There's this guy who he reads body language. He's a body language analyst. Right. And he does a lot of kind of uh, different kind of videos. Like he did like some Ted Bundy stuff at one point. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, interesting. I'm though. talking like prominent people. He'll like read their oh body language. But then he also does reality TV every once in a while, which he hates doing because, I mean, it's reality <laughs> TV. Um, and he did Love is Blind. Oh, yeah. I watched all of the first season mm-hmm. first uh, before our show came out. And then I was so excited for ours to come out because I wanted him to do it so bad. He's only done two episodes. Wait. He's only done two <laughs> episodes of it. <laughs> but uh, they're really insightful. Mm-hmm. They're so interesting. I, first of all, I've read the same body language book about three to four times. Ooh, that's really interesting. I love reading body language. It's like a hobby of mine. Yeah. And I would like legit read that that book. I can't even remember the name of it. I'm so mad. But from front to, to end, to, mm-hmm. from cover to end, mm-hmm. and I would go out and practice. Ooh. And I'd just be like reading people, cause especially couples. Oh my God, it was so fun. That's to fun to read couples it's like so that. It's so fun. That's something I have to do a lot with... Um, with counseling Mm -hmm. like i try to look at people's body language Mm -hmm. but it's been hard because since we've been doing it like virtually yeah we aren't able to um it's it's not as easy to see in person you know but it's really interesting to pick up on people's i would love to do that if i I were a counselor i would be like very specific like you need to put the camera at i need to see like at least for like your knees up yeah 
so you can get the full you picture. can get the full picture yeah that's yeah. real because i'll be sitting there when i be on uh sessions with my counselor i be twiddling my fingers and she can't see that mm. and that's important stuff because then that means like i'm nervous mm-hmm. or, or if you're crossing your legs or yes. your yeah all of, those all of that that's interesting so what did he talk about on the episode oh my god everything he definitely uh focused a lot on of course shane and shake mm-hmm. um but but they only got so far as the Mexico. Okay. So they didn't do anything after Mexico. Okay. But it's taken them so long just to do the second episode because it's at least a few months in between the first to the second yeah. one of the series. Yeah. Um. So I'm hoping they push out the other one next. So do you feel like watching it that he's been pretty spot on about everything? <laughs> Because they're gonna go watch it. They're gonna go watch it and be like, "Oh, I gotta send." I mean, yeah. (laughs) He's been pretty speaking. Yes, he's been he's been pretty spot on, man. Yeah, but yeah, definitely interesting. We won't say anymore. Love love that podcast. I mean, why do I keep calling it? Oh, because we're on a podcast. Right. Love that YouTube. Probably like watching it and yeah. listening to it yeah. at the same time. It's kind of auditory experience. Yeah, yeah. But uh, definitely a good YouTube channel. Okay, what else? I think that's all I got. That's all you got? I think so. Anything else you like? Is that a fill of the week? Huh? That's it. Week? That might be it. Are we doing a, a feelings forecast? Are we doing that? You want to do it? Let's do the feelings forecast because <laughs> I want to talk about what I did over the weekend. Okay. Which is why I'm so tired right now. Yes. Tell us okay. what you did. So, like mentioned last week, mm-hmm. I went to Lollapalooza. She got it right, y'all. Okay. We got it together. She's ready now. Lollapalooza. I went to Lollapalooza. I only went uh, two days. I think that's all I could handle, okay. honestly. Um, went on Thursday. Mm-hmm. I really only went for Jasmine Sullivan, but it was an experience. Why else would you need to go? I mean, why else? <laughs> Thank you. It's the Jasmine oh Sullivan. Oh, my God. It was it was awesome. So, I did that. Um, that's really... And then after I saw her, I basically went home. Well, no, because I went to the Bud Light. Thank you, Bud Light. Uh, <laughs> I went to the Bud Light uh, area, VIP area, and then we saw the rest of the cast. The rest of the cast were there. I hadn't oh, realized cool. that they were going to be yeah. there. So, that was pretty cool. Um, but then I went on Saturday. Okay. Oh God. <laughs> oh God. So I'm so excited. <laughs> so I saw Big Sean. That's so exciting. J. Cole. Ugh, I'm jealous. And then Big Sean brought out um Janae Aiko. When I Jealousy. tell you I lost it. Yeah, I would lose it too. And I, she's pregnant. Her she's so cute. Right. I mean she's cute in general, but yeah. she was so cute pregnant. I'm just so happy that they are having a baby. I am too. Because I've always loved them together. I did too. And to see them be able to produce a child. A child. Man. And music. I know. They're coming out with another 28. I can't wait for that. I know. That. I'm really excited. I can't wait for that. That's going to be good. Especially because they're going through this live transition. I feel like that music I is going to be so good. And how Janae is too. Like yes. I think that she creates really good music in transitional periods. Agreed. So I'm just so excited. She's one of my favorite artists. Too, same. So same. I can't wait for another album. From yeah, I'm her. really excited for that. That's but, uh, gonna be good. I'm also jealous about J Cole because he's my favorite. Oh, rapper. you sh- girl. When I tell you, I first of all, I squeezed my little ass in between <laughs> everybody, and I got in the corner of that little VIP section. I was squished, but I didn't care. I had a grand old time. La- so the only concerts I've ever been to were Chance the Rapper, 
Same. And uh, J. Cole. Okay. Me, shout out to Reggie. Me, why am I always shouting somebody out? Shout <laughs> right, out to you Reggie. Give a shout out. <laughs> because I love my people. Right. Uh, me and Reggie, my best friend from college, made a, a tradition of going to every J. Cole concert. I we were supposed that. to go to Dreamville. Ugh. But I couldn't go because it's something for the show. Because oh, I remember you were talking to me about going to Dreamville. For like a year. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I was so sad that yeah. I couldn't go. I need to see J. Cole. Every time he comes, I miss him. Mm. I've seen a lot of people. Well, I won't say a lot, but I've seen a decent amount of people in concert. Yeah. I've seen Destiny's Child. Oh. Yeah, that was my first concert. You got money. Yeah. Well, that I went with my parents. I was a, a kid then. so. And they were they were child appropriate. Yeah. I love Destiny's Child. I grew up. That's why I am a Beyonce stan, because I grew up on Beyonce. Yeah. Like, that's pretty much it. So, Destiny's Child. Then I saw Lady Gaga. Really, one of the best concerts I've. I be- been she's to. a performer. She's a performer, mm-hmm. and it was a whole storyline. Me going back to the stories, but her concert was like a storyline. You line. love an experience. I do. I wanted to be put together, and I wanted to be well-rounded. That's artistry. Yes, because a lot of people don't do that. They'll get up there and they'll just sing, yeah. and that's cool. But you go for a show. Like yeah. I can listen to you sing at home. You mm-hmm. know. So I saw Lady Gaga. I saw Rihanna. Wow, you've seen a lot of big wigs. Yeah, Chance. Uh-uh. I've seen Chance a few times. You know, if Chance ever comes across this podcast, that would just warm my soul. But I'm one of those diehard Chance fans because when I was in high school, that's when he was coming up. And he used to come up to my high school and hand out tickets to his shows. Oh, and wow. Things. So, that's pretty dope. Yeah, so I went to his show for 10 Day which was his mixtape that he made. Oh, you like were there first... before, before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had, so, I had only came in on Acid Rap. Yeah. And I was thrilled. You got to listen to 10 Day. 10 Day is a it's a nice project. But I yeah, you get out. I love seeing Chance in concert. I went to Magnificent Coloring Day, too. Okay. And that was really good. I bet. It was it was crazy because they brought Kanye. I've seen Kanye in concert as well. But it was not a great experience. I was like, why'd you say it like that? Because I just thought about how mad he made me that he came to Chicago and he kind of played us. I um, mean, it was kind of, it was around the time, though, when Kim got robbed. Oh. So I feel like he just was going through some stuff. But it was the Life of Pablo tour. Oh. And he just was real dry. Like, it wasn't. It, like you know when artists come to their home city, so they do something though, that, yeah. a little special. Mm-hmm. He didn't do nothing. He got up there, performed the songs. The screen was like, you know how Kanye is. He want to be all mysterious and stuff. So you couldn't even see his face on the screen. I'm just sitting there like, dang, like, what I pay all this money for? I can't even see you. I see your figure on the screen, and he on the floating stage. I'm Did he like, have a mask on too? I don't think he was doing that then, but he might as well have because. How he had the effects on the screen. You couldn't see his face. So, yeah. And then he just walked out at the end. He didn't do no Chicago. No shout out, no nothing? No. He don't love us for real. So, so yeah. That was... I've seen Kanye. And I think I've seen Ella Mae. Ella Mae. Is it Ella... (laughs) I can never pronounce nothing right. Ella Mae. Ella Mae. Was she good? So this was before she was big too, but it was right at the beginning of her first album. Okay. So it had just released, but it Uh, hadn't like you know. That's fun though. Yeah, my my boyfriend at the time. (laughs) Not to look up. I was about to shout him out too. Let me not. You don't get no (laughs) sorry. Um, but yeah, he he took me. It was a he he surprised me with tickets. It was really nice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I want to go to see J Cole. I need to see J Cole. Oh, I've seen Beyonce and Jay Z. 
that was also in the top two with, with Lady Gaga, but Beyonce's gonna have to go first. So okay. yes, anytime Beyonce comes to town, uh-huh. I have to go. How much are those tickets? It don't matter. It's an experience. What if it's like one month's rent? Is it usually? I feel like it is like one month's rent. It mine weren't one one month's rent. I and I got pretty close too. Like I could see Jay Z's face. Like he was right there, and I was like, Oh wow! Yeah, it was good. But I feel like it's worth it because I'm not paying a for you to look like an ant on the stage. <laughs> like, I want to see you. If I'm, I'm going to come to the I'm not trying to get bold in the face. So I'm already saving my coins up right now. I'm about to have a special saving fund for Beyonce tickets because when this tour date releases, she's just going to take all my money. You I've, know what? I've Maybe I'll do the same because I've never been to. I've we'll always go. wanted to go to a Beyonce Let's concert. Let's go together. You have to go to a Beyonce concert. I feel like everyone should. Everyone should. She's going to go down she's as legendary. She's the best living performer that we have agreed and that's not up for debate so don't be trying to tell me no it's mm-mm. it's beyonce so yeah. that's it for episode number two thank you all for tuning in please let us know about your 16 personalities score um well results and then also what you got for your attachment style we would love to know and have further conversations about that yes yay so Ooh. thanks guys bye and we'll talk to you next week love you guys bye bye